the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the usual podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. 80. 8-0. zero, bro. Hey, um, you know what I was thinking? As the intro was playing, not at the volume I anticipated, but it is what it is. Um, as I was playing, I, I was listening to uh, Smodcast recently, okay. and Kevin Smith, uh, when he does a home show of any kind, Smodcast being almost 10 years, by the way, um, what he always does is he... Uh, he always smokes out. <laughs> well, he, his first, when he introduces the show, he's like almost like pretty much inhaling or exhaling a big freaking hit of his joint yeah and this isn't really you know whatever but uh it was funny because as the intro was playing i'm taking my you know swig of beer and i'm like all right i just kind of felt the same i kind of was channeling kevin smith there yeah except for we don't constantly hear a lighter going whenever we that's, that's a good point we could but <laughs> nah. i'm joking dude but anyway uh we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages we got on a tangent already what are you drinking dude uh, I am enjoying a nice, crisp, refreshing IBC cream soda. Nice. It's been around since 1919. It is artificially flavored, but it is made with real sugar. It sounds like an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, let's see. How's here. it real and fake? Well, it's artificially flavored. Oh. But the sugar is real. Huh. And uh, So there's no cream? What is in cream soda? Um, mm. It's vanilla flavoring. It's cream. So it's a fake vanilla. Yeah. Indeed. Well, it's like, you know, you know what the flavoring of, of like, cola is? It's no. caramel. Yeah, but... It's all fake. All right. Well, I've learned nothing. <laughs> and uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know. This was bottled uh, under authority of Mott. I did not know that Mott's owned IBC. <laughs> we learned something. You know, Mott, they make... Uh, yeah, no, I got it. Uh, uh, apple people. Uh, apple, applesauce. Folk. Applesauce, yeah. apple juice. No, I got it, dude. Yeah, Mott's. Yeah. Huh. Mott's applesauce. They're from Plano, Texas. Okay. Are we done? With that, <laughs> I feel like we've lost everybody now. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. cool. Um, that really interesting tangent aside, I am drinking <laughs> uh, Drake's Denogonizer again, and I've had this in a while. My wife picked it up at the store today, and I'm happy with it. Um, it's almost 10 percent alcohol. It's one of those days where I need it. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us positive stuff. Tell I'm us- just going to I'm gonna leave it at positive stuff. Yeah, tell us you like us. <laughs> and like us whenever you see us on the social medias, please. Please. I also have a cold. And yes, yes, he does. So I'm going to be sniffling and being gross, so I apologize. Yeah, well, you're gross all the time. Thank you. Uh, we have timestamps in the show notes for non-Sotor fans. Um, we have a little bit of Sotor today. <laughs> I know, a little bit. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to that pretty quick. Um, is there anything else before we get going, buddy? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Mm. I feel like there's other things. I'm, I'm enjoying my my cream soda. Uh, so what's cream soda again? Please don't tell me. <laughs> uh, oh, God, he's going to tell me. No, no, I'm playing the bumper. Playing the bumper. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. 
Well, it is a crisp, refreshing 180 calories yeah. per bottle. There we go. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of uh, calories per bottle, uh, that voice you heard was Valkorian. Yes, it was. And if you have played any of Kotet, which this is not much of a spoiler because uh, it was in all the trailers and stuff, Valkorian makes an appearance again. Yes, he um, does. Which we talked about last week. And boy, man, um, I want to talk about our weeks in game here pretty quick, but I'm just going to say I'm thoroughly enjoying the story so far. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually only played the first chapter, but it's uh, it's entertaining. Um, bring back some people. Bring yeah. back. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, concept, and I loved the the blur video. Oh, I watched it again. Did you watch it again? It's well, so it's good. longer yeah. in game so than good. it was. It's so good. No, I think it was the same. Is it? Yeah, it was the same. Huh. It's like six and a half minutes or something. It was good. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I watched it again too. Um, and basically leading up, let's talk about leading up to Kotet first, what we did in game. Um, what did you do to prepare for, uh, Kotet? Let's, let's try to. I constantly forgot to check my crystals. So I don't know if I, oh, game yeah, I, I didn't have time for that, to be honest with you. Um, I know for a fact I logged into one of my tunes and I had over two million credits. So I'm guessing I was at the cap because I think I, or very close because I think I had maybe 600k on that tune and I had, Two million three hundred or something. So, oh, was it? Did it get exchanged to to credits? Well, I'll get to that in the news. It's supposed to. They are everything. Remember, I told you we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I everything's getting converted to credits. You don't listen to me. <laughs> Screw you. So, <laughs> uh, everything's getting converted to credits. But if you didn't buy stuff, there was a two million credit cap. Remember? Okay. So on this tune, and because of one of the, they had to do another maintenance after the initial right uh, initial maintenance. Um, if you hadn't logged into that tune yet, and then you did after the maintenance, you would see those credits being applied. And at that tune, I had 2.3 million credits or something. Oh, well, I've, I've only logged into one tune, so I'm going to have to log into them all and see what, uh, what got changed. Yeah, indeed. Um, so anyway, weekend game, dude. What'd you do before, uh, Kotet? Well, uh, with about six hours to spare. Yeah. I've got you my. You got freaking lucky. You're lucky you're a part of an amazing guild. Well, okay. With, with about three days <laughs> left, I had five uh no four uh flashpoints to do to get to eternal i finished everything except for the four flashpoints in story mode and it turns out two of them you could get jesus droids with so i, I knocked out um false emperor and directive seven cool and so i still had to get uh or no depths of manon in directive seven so i still had to get uh zirka labs and um Katamimu. right and i tried doing pugs with them and i just got bad pug groups yeah and then, uh, I got lucky. I got good yeah, pugs. then uh, I was at work and I started tweeting in my group, tweeting in the, the Unholy Alliance group. And, uh, and Mox just said, uh, Hey, I'm online right now. Let's play. So I jumped on really quick. Mox and I formed a group with nice. two other people and we got it out of the way. So thank you, Mox. Thanks, Mox. I almost sneezed. Um, so yeah, man, I kind of did the same thing. I, I made it so that on the last night, all I had to do was the story stuff. Right. The night before that, I had four flashpoints to do. No, two days before that, I had four flashpoints to do. I pugged two of them. No, uh, two of them were. One was False Emperor, and the other one was um, yeah, False uh, Emperor, Battle of Illum, and False Emperor. And so I was able to you could solo, solo those. those yeah. So I sold those, and then I had Kadamimu and um, and Zerk Labs to do. I pugged those. I got some good groups. Got through it about an hour or so. Um, it was nice, and so I got that done. And then on the last night, all I had to do was the last like three or four chapters of of Coffee. Um, and I just space bar the crap out of it just to yeah. get through it. Um, so I, there wasn't much stress and, you know, and I got through and I got eternal. Um, we'll get to the DVL stuff later. <laughs> I put that in the discussion topic. Yeah. I might be a little salty. Yeah. So what's cool with the, with the eternal stuff? I, I, because I hadn't, 
done the champ or the uh, I finished champion, but you can't. Right. Get, yeah, so whatever. I had thirty of those packs to open up, which was cool. Oh, yeah. so I got a lot of cool stuff. Oh, I opened up a bunch of those. I got some really cool stuff too. Um, and yeah, I was stoked to get to Eternal. That was my only goal. Um, and but we'll get to more details about that later. Cool, for sure. So uh, real quick, community shoutouts. Utini Cast. Remember last week I mentioned uh, their episode where they uh, they had uh, Charles Boyd, Musco, yep. and the guys on there. That interview is awesome. Is it good? Definitely check it out. Okay. Um, it's kind of a quasi recap of their experience with early launch and then that last five years almost and Utini Cast's last five years. Right, because they went on five years. They have, and they're they're again. I called our episode last week what I called it for a reason because these guys have never ever missed a week in five years. Yeah, what's that like? <sighs> F if I know, dude. <laughs> they're better humans than us. They are apparently. Well, they're Aussies, so yeah. yeah, yeah they're well, one of them is, but the other one is they're all better than us. They are. Let's just say it that way. Um, and real quick, I gotta give a little flack to uh, a little positive and negative to old bad feeling folks so bad feeling their last episode was great um they're about as salty as i am and we'll get to that later at least especially brian um and we'll get to that in a couple minutes so jedi zen uh who's a patron of our show and a patron of bad feeling he wrote in a really nice message basically saying because he knows that bioware austin listens to bad feeling (laughs) he said please uh, basically get across to them that people are kind of upset about this thing that they did. And the thing that we'll talk about a little bit later is the, um, they reset the DVL achievements. Right. And, um, and so definitely listen to bad feeling. They gave us a little bit of flack at the end. They, they, they gave us a positive negative kind of thing. They said, Hey, congratulations to teeny cast for five years. And I like being mentioned in the same breath as those guys. They said, Absolutely. you know, you know, uh, thank you to, or, you know, Congratulations to uh, Marshall and Will from the usual podcast, basically saying, you know, congrats on 100 episodes. And and uh, <laughs> Chuck was real quick to say, well, I mean, they just published like 70 something. Right. <laughs> and then so Brian was like, well, you know, there's some math involved. Like, you know, they have spinoff shows and other stuff. He saw that doesn't count. And so <laughs> definitely listen to that. It was really funny at the end. It's, it's only the last couple minutes of the show, but it was definitely worth um, hearing them talk smack about us. So feud on. So we, uh, yeah. So not only do we not know what a bumper is, we no. don't know what an episode is. No, we have no idea. We don't, we obviously can't do math. No, we, we don't math. I don't math anyway. <laughs> but as a rule, I don't math. Yeah. So, no. Should we get to the news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just dev tracker stuff leading up and past uh, Fallen Empire, Fallen Empire, Kotet stuff. There was a couple posts, one leading up to it basically saying missions will reset. Um, so like people, but the one hiccup with that is missions will reset um, in your quest log. But if you finish the quest, but don't accept it, you can accept it when uh, uh, a thing drops and then and then take them after it drops. That makes sense? So you have like the five pending things up at the yeah. top. You can do that. So some people I imagine do that to get a jump start so that they can get to 70 faster, which is cool. Yeah. Um, then we had maintenance on the 29th and that was uh, early access for Knights of the Eternal Throne. Yes, it was. And there was another... Um, We'll go to patch notes here in just a second, but the uh, there was another reminder right before... Or right around patch basically saying, don't exploit. And because yeah. I think they're kind of learning their lesson from other um, expansions where they didn't say anything and then it la- launches and then a bunch of people exploit stuff and then they have to kind of go back on it. So they said, hey, if you think it's an exploit, it might be. Please 
Don't do it. PM us. And actually, they they brought the servers down like the next day, I believe, on the thirtieth. Yeah, um, for a quick downtime to address actually a potential exploit. Oh, really? And we'll get to that here in just a minute. But the um, real quick, I, we're not going to go through all of the obviously all of the patch notes here. But the cool thing is, um, I am going to run through a couple things, and then as I go through a couple of them. Um, just let me know what you've experienced so far, and we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. So uh, we have the new two planets, which we talked about before, which um, I haven't seen yet. Have we seen any of them yet? I have not. Um, okay, I was looking- We start off on Voss, which is badass. Yeah, that's really cool that we start off on Voss. All right, man. So, of course, we can get to level 70. The new dark versus light thing's happening right now, and I, I don't know if you noticed it at all as you were playing. Yeah, it, I saw the, the highest I saw I get to is light side 2. Okay. Yeah. Um. I logged in. Let's see. The first night I logged in because it's been a couple days. I logged in, and um, it was like dark one or two. Last night, actually, light side five was going. Um. But I, of course, I was deep in the story and didn't do anything. So we'll come back to that next week. Uh. Once we understand yeah, what's it, actually yeah, happening. Yeah. They keep saying it, it should it should happen about every couple hours or what. So it seemed like it was happening less than they thought. Yeah. Um. So far. But maybe it's just because it's early access, not everybody's in. That's what I'm guessing. It could be that. Um, and by the way, guys, we are recording this. Um, I'm hoping to get this out pretty darn quick. We're recording this on December 1st. Um, this is a couple days, uh, the day before, actually, um, the game opens up to all subscribers. Yeah, it'll happen uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, and there is maintenance tonight as well. All right. So Galactic Command, I have not got to 70 yet, which we've talked about quite a bit. And I'm really excited to get into that. Yeah, it does seem really exciting. I uh, I noticed uh, the achievements for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I can't wait to dive into that. We'll talk more about achievements later. I keep alluding to things. Okay, and new repeatable content. We got uprisings coming up, which I can't wait to jump into. New uprisings. They put all the names of them in here, and that's all good. Um, you have the choice now of starting of seven at. They give us a a token, right. and you can start at sixty or sixty five, depending on if you want to start at Cod for your Cod or Cotech, Very cool. which is kind of cool. Um, and they also increase the amount of characters you can have per server. And apparently for subscribers, it's like 55, which is insane. You have to buy the extra slots, obviously. Right. But, um, it's up to 55 now, I think for, well, it wasn't 40 something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's, I don't remember what the other ones were either, but it was 55, I think for Yeah, right now I have a cap of 14. Yeah. Well, that's because you haven't bought any extras. No. We could, but I won't. Do you buy? Do you buy them through the cartel market? You can, or the character unlocks on the cartel market. Either way. And one new thing too that came with this, which I found funny because when I was running with Redna during the uh, <laughs> during uh, Extra Life, he was playing with a tune that had no uh, advanced class chosen. <laughs> it was like a level sixty five tune, and it was just no advanced class. Okay, this it was is, like a commando. Okay, this or is also not commando. Kind of what is it? Trooper. Right. Trooper. About a week before last, uh, our guild got together on Wog Night, and we were going to be running uh, all the flashpoints. Right. Until we had to go to Zerka and realize that I'd never gone to Coruscant on yeah. my tune, so yeah. I never had a ship. And you were giving me so much crap until you tried to do the same. And then I realized I had no ship. I had never <laughs> done even the first mission on that tune. No, I was like. I got to level 10, and I yep. went to the fleet and started doing heroics. Boom. There you go. Um, anyway, so here we are. Um, yeah, but so you're, you're running with red. And-, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because you must now, on character creation, select an advanced class, and that's from level one. Oh, so, really? Yeah. yeah. So and, you're, and, do- and you're prompted to, if you haven't chosen it on another tune, you're prompted to uh, do so. 
Oh, really? really? As soon as you log in. Yep. So no more level 65 or level 70 troopers. Moving on. Uh, rank season eight has started. Uh, Dark versus light event is going. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. We've been talking about that forever. Um, we talked about replayable chapters, Galactic Command, um, and just some general stuff. They talked about the conversion. So log into your characters uh, to figure out if you didn't spend your crystals on Friday, which is tomorrow, uh, you'll be credited credits, credited credits. You'll be given credits for all those unused uh, Warzone comms, um, glowing uh, common and radiant crystals, um, and any accommodations that you have sitting around. Let's see. So all four origin planets have also been re-itemized to support advanced characters starting at level one, which is interesting. Um, there, and I noticed this actually when I logged in, there's some serious improvements to the engine, like as far as graphics. Um, and I noticed it really on, I don't know if I have, I run it mostly highest settings and it was really noticeable. Everything looks really good right now. Mine, and runs uh, pretty nice. I always run mine on low, so it's. Right, right. There's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. 52 slots premium players, 26 preferred, and 22 slots for free-to-play players. So there it is there. Um, there's some other stuff that they fixed with shadows and stuff like that. I don't want to go through all of this. A lot of the, the data crystal vendors have been moved from the game. What else? There's all kinds of stuff. Heroic terminals have been moved to the combat training area. All this kind of stuff. Okay, really quick, the, uh, going back to the crystals. So even though I've had early access... Has that been done already for it me? It's not. So no. I can do it up until tomorrow. Okay, here's the thing, and this is jumping around in my outline, which Chuck and Brian never have. But here's my um, <laughs> here's my uh, on my outline. Later, I talk about something that just came up today because of the recent patch when they tried to fix an exploit right. that was possible to happen, which I'll talk about in a minute. What they did was they uh, because of that. If you like, let's say for me, I logged in to my main and only played that in the story since early access. Then right. they did that patch. I log into that tune. They haven't done it for that one. But any other tunes I log into, the credits have been given for all of the crystals and stuff. Okay. So if I log in, like I said, like I was telling you at dinner, when I log into my other tune last night um, or after the maintenance, I was able to see that they had a bunch of, it had a bunch of credits. Okay. Cool. So anyway, so that's happening. Um, bunch of combat changes, obviously. Um yeah, man. I mean, there's a ton. Let me, let me. Oh, it's a major here. expansion. There's going to be. This is one of the longest patches I've ever seen. I've never seen anything quite like this, but they made, they made changes really across the game. Um, I don't want to get too deep into this. There was a couple other things that stuck. Oh, I do second. like the new menu bar. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of nice. Once you got, once I got used to it after a couple of nights, it, it was good. Um, I do like that. It's a pull down menu now, which yes. is good. Chapter difficulties. Oh, there was this thing called Player Flare, which I didn't know they were doing. In addition of, to the legendary status, players can now earn portrait and nameplate decorations, or flare. <laughs> what does that remind you of? Pieces of flare? Yeah. In the office, uh, office or space. Office space. Um, uh, by increasing their command rank or via purchase in the cartel market, you can choose which flare you want to display or disable it all together from the title select dropdown. So there's something else you can do there. Which yeah, is cool. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Command stash, obviously, when you're opening up command crates, you have a stash very much like the cartel market. Um, and then, of course, there's the dark versus light button, which you see pretty prominently, uh, depending on how your UI is set up, um, and choose who you're going for. And I've noticed that on things like crafting and stuff like that, there's dark versus, there's dark or light icons, depending on what you've chosen. Oh, interesting. That, so, like, when I went to craft, I was like, oh, I'm not in diplomacy. What's going on? But it's every, pretty much everything you do is giving you dark points towards the overall server right. dark versus light which is pretty cool um yeah man and so i think that's pretty much all i was gonna talk about i think as far as patch notes 
as we know, expertise has been removed, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I missed a couple things, but, um, by the time people listen to this, uh, everybody will be in the game anyway. Uh, where, right. where are we at here? There's some bugs, first bugs, known issues for, uh, 5.0. There's always a couple crew skills are missing from the crew skills UI. So the workaround is, you know, basically use B to open it, which is the default right. and that'll repopulate it. Legacy abilities are missing. Relog and they'll appear. And then, um, highlighted activities and galactic command are, and this is as of today too, are still not giving a bonus. So if there's a highlighted mission in Galactic Command, it's supposed to give you a bonus to Command XP, uh-huh. and it's not granting it right now. Oh, interesting. Which is a bummer. I've also heard, which I don't have in the patch notes, but I heard, is that they are um, there's a bug with the last, the, like some fight with Arkin or something. I don't know where it is in the story, but there's a bug somewhere in there. So that could be a problem. I think it's the last Arkin fight or something they said. That'd be weird. So it'd be a bummer, right? <laughs> Um, there's going to be, uh, so there was another downtime on the 30th, uh, to address, um, a, a next point. And really what it was, was, this is a really weird thing. There was a bug. If someone pressed the planetary mission button, there was a chance it could automatically complete some missions. And then if they simply pressed the button, they could receive uh, command XP. And it, but if they declined it, they could receive a new set of missions, which would continue this effect. So they didn't punish any of these oh, people. Weird. Yeah, they didn't punish any of these people because I think they're like, wait, what's going on? Right. But obviously, this is something I mean, they had to address it, right like, away. Fifty times in a row. Then yeah, yeah, I'm sure they addressed those people, but I don't know if anybody really got there. I hope. I hope not. But I think that was the last thing. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to play more of this, and uh, you know, it seems like a lot of the game has been freshened up. It has been, dude. And and we'll get to. Uh, my personal sticking point and I don't really usually have a sticking point, but this is a sticking point and I think it's a community sticking point and I'm hoping that, uh, Bioware does the right thing here. But before we get to our discussion topic overall, um, I'm excited about this expansion. I've just barely gotten into it. Um, I just want to talk about really quick before we get to the other thing. The story so far is really, really cool. It is really good, but uh, can you just do one thing for me really quick? What's that? Will you say sticking point again? I'm thinking about, I think I might have a couple sticking points. And, <laughs> and so my sticking point is really this sticking point that I have. Yeah, I've only played the first uh, chapter. Right. Um, but I do love that it's taking some loss. I told you I have a cold, dude. I'm, I'm going to repeat myself sometimes. It's going to be okay. People, you have to deal with it. I get sick like twice a year. It's going to be fine. Um, all right. So let's get to the main thing that I want to talk about. So when this all launched, um, some things somebody noticed is that Hey, remember that DVL event we've all been working on for like five months? Yeah, and we had a whole bunch of uh, uh, ex- uh, achievement points. and There were a lot of achievements attached to that, and everybody was looking at their percentages, and some people got 100% legendary. That's in- insane. Which is insane and awesome. Congrats to them. Yeah. It's all zero now. That sucks. And so <laughs> I'm just going to say because, okay, I'm going to read what Moscow said. Okay. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask you because we haven't really talked about this yet, you and no, I. No, we have not. Because I really want to get this on mic. I can confirm this is at Musco. I can confirm that DVL will now show as being zero percent for everyone and has been reset. Underlined and bolded. This will have no effect on you receiving your rewards on Friday. The reason this happened is since DVL event is over, the achievements have been wiped slash reset. Should we run it in the future? Apologize for any confusion slash alarm this has caused. Again, this will have no effect on you receiving your event rewards on Friday. Eric. 
Okay, well, it's the the reward thing is obviously like dealing with the companion if you got to Eternal. Yeah, of course. But the question is, uh, why don't they reset the Gree event every single time? Why don't they reset Bounded Contract every time? Or any of the other events that have still just been sitting there under events and achievements? Like, yeah. spare me this. This is not an, this is not a reason. No. I think they screwed up. Honestly, this is how I feel. I feel like they screwed up, and they're trying to say that this is the reason why. But do you realize what it would have taken? Like, I was super stoked. What did you get to? 60-something? 62%. I got to, six, I got to 55. I was amped. Eternal level, 55%. I was like, oh my god, I'm good. Look at my 55%, go to sleep, wake up, patch, zero. log in, zero. F that. Yeah. I was so freaking mad. And I was already... And little- I never read the forums anymore. I read... It's up to almost 30 pages now. I've been reading this, and the community... Granted, the forums are not a place to gauge the community. I haven't even gone on Reddit or any other places, but I've listened to a couple podcasts, Bad Feeling Salty, even Swotor Escape, which is one of the most positive podcasts out there outside of Cast and those guys. I haven't even heard Cast response to this yet. They're recording like now. It's not cool. Yeah. This no. is not cool. I mean, in- Brian was 100%. Wow. Okay, it, I mean, it's weird to begin with that there was no stat bonuses for the new Datacrons. I'm just, I can't even understand. Like, I get, uh, worst case scenario, best case scenario, worst case, I don't care how you say it. What they should have done was say, here was a DVL event 2016. Schliff it off into our archives where other stuff is sitting. Yep. You know, and then if they decide to run it again. Like the Grand Acquisition. Run it again and call it. 2020 or 2019 or 2018 whatever they plan to do the problem with this man and i haven't confirmed this but from what i hear they actually took the points away yeah i haven't looked at that like you get points for achievements you do they actually took the achievement points away and and took just took them all away that's wrong so bioware i know you're not listening but you listen to bad feeling i've already said my piece on that but i just feel like this is one of those moments and i know we're up for (laughs) We're up for uh, influencer status here. And this, yeah. I don't know if this tarnish that, even though I haven't heard back. I'm pretty sure we're denied. But here's the thing. This is a mistake. You have to give it back to us. And they this happened with the nightlife event, where they accidentally wiped all of the achievements or something, and they brought them back. Yeah. They just have to do it again. And I just think that this is not okay for the achievement hunters out there to see 100% and then log in the next day and see zero. Yeah. It's just messed up. It's like, well, then what the heck was I doing the last five months? And most of these people were in it for the achievements. This is the most, and I, and I said this in my, in our Twitter groups for our guild. This is the most into achievements I have ever been. Oh, it's true. I've never been into achievements and, and tracking them. No, you really don't care. And, and I usually don't care. If I get them, I get them. But this is one of those things. I'm like, I have a goal in mind and I want to get there. Yep. And this was the event for me. And then they just took it all away. And granted, I'm going to get the companion, but I don't even care about the companion. I have a million companions. Right. You know what I mean? And I got the leveling gear, which is cool. But why don't they have freaking um, uh, armoring slots? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I went to go put them on my uh, main because I was like, oh, I'm going to level, put the leveling gear on my main. I'm going to go through the story. Where am I going to put this armoring slot? Screw this. And I just did it regular. But um, I don't understand some of these decisions. Um, so ultimately, Musco, I love you, man. You're like one of my favorite people. Uh, I can't wait to see you again. Give you a big fat hug. But man, you got to fix this, dude. This ain't cool. Yeah, I actually don't think it's Musco doing the programming, but <laughs> Musco, talk to the people doing the talk programming. To people. <laughs> Say all the words that you're so good at saying, and give them a cookie. Oh, cookie, nice. Yeah, give them a cookie. Say, hey guys, 
Um, here's the, com- the, the community. The community's not happy. I have two snickerdoodles and two chocolate chip cookies. You guys go ahead and eat these. And go ahead and give everybody their chivos back. Yeah, can't give them oatmeal raisin. That's just not nice. <laughs> no, that's not cool. <laughs> Might as well give them a fruitcake. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Okay. All right, guys. So um, I love the game still, and I'm having a great time, but I I can't even open my achievement thing right now. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with it. And I never get this way about achievements. You don't. I don't. So, Bioware, I'm unlike myself. Let me come back to myself. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Come back to myself. Weird? Too weird? A little weird. Yeah. I'm editing it. I'll probably leave it in. You're the best. <laughs> Sorry, we're singing that, huh? Should we move on? Around. Nothing's ever gonna So 40 minutes in. Let's go. 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 Star Wars. (laughs) Star Wars. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. Let's pretend to do vinegar strokes here. It also does help to have the volume up on the track. <laughs> Put the bumper on it. <laughs> Moving on. All right, man. So let's uh, get into Star Wars. We got we got some cool stuff. Rogue One's coming up. Uh, it is. We bought our tickets. Yeah. So Peter Sumner, Sumner's. Yeah, Peter Sumner's, who is one of the original cast members in uh, in. Uh, a new hope has yeah. passed away after a lengthy illness. Uh, he's like seventy nine years old. But. Yeah, he was the one who was like uh, uh, TK four two one. Why aren't you a post yeah. that guy? Yeah, I like that guy. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, he it, got slapped by by Chewie. I think so. Didn't he go to the door and get smacked around? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Um, yeah, and then we found out it was uh, it was confirmed this week that yeah. the canceled uh, Josh Trank. Uh, Star Wars story movie was going to be about Boba Fett, which I'm honestly, dude. We, I've I've said it a million times. I was over that already. Yeah, I mean, we don't need a Boba Fett movie. We just don't. I I, I can kind of agree with. I th- he would be a good supporting character in another story. Sure. I don't think he needs his own story. In fact, I think he should show up in the Han Solo movie. That makes more sense. I if they did a a I think if they ever did a Scoundrels movie, yeah. Where it was all bounty hunters and scoundrels, that would be good. I don't too. know if you read it. I um, did not. You didn't read that one. Oh, it was good. I like that movie. That 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 book was good. Okay. So if you remember, a few episodes ago, we did the uh, the infographic of how much <laughs> would it cost to build the Death Star. I saw this. This just made me laugh so much because I have a hard time with numbers. I love astrophysics and like the idea of like oh light years and all this stuff right. and how far things are and stuff like that. That blows my mind. Yes, this is absurd. Yeah, go, go ahead. So uh, they've somebody figured out how much it would cost to actually power the Death Star. Indeed, and they take into account you know how much it costs to feed the the crew and all yeah. that stuff. So it's all the right. the it's all the operating costs all the to things. run the Death Star every day. Yeah, seven point eight two billion dollars per day. <laughs> that's a lot of money that's isn't california the sixth grossing highest grossing income um, in the country in the, in the world in the world yeah. right i think it's about that isn't it? it's a little less i don't know okay here open, not per day no op- open it up really quick because actually i think i screwed this up when i was putting it across uh go down to the bottom of the uh, oh that's not billion no go down to the bottom of the infographic yeah it's not billion it's 7.8 
to octillion. Yeah. That's 30 trillion times all the money in the world. <laughs> well, that's all. Yeah. I, I don't know why I said billion. I, I wrote it in the show notes as billion. Yeah. But it's octillion. I also wonder why. Why anybody in their right mind, because, you know, you can petition the White House to do a thing. They're right. like, build a Death Star. This is why. <laughs> yeah. And this is actually, this is less than it would cost to build it. Like, to build it, I think they figured yeah, no. it was like 40. No, you can build it. Yeah. But to run it, <laughs> because how many people, like, scroll up to where it says, I mean, it, it takes into account recycling here. Two cups of tea per day. Oh, that's funny. How Feeding much? the crew. Yeah. Uh, uh, for a, a two million plus crew, two doing, million people. Doing the laundry. Oh my god, recharging the lasers. Oh, this is great. Yeah, you gotta check out the show notes on this. This is a lot of fun. I also posted this infographic to the Star Wars board in my Pinterest. Nice. Alright, man. So that that's fun. I like that. Um all right, some general news. This I don't know if you saw, but Lucasfilm is is discussing um after I guess episode nine, not going forward with the Starwalker saga. Skywalker saga. Yeah, well, I mean you kind of just got going the, to standalone. Yeah, well you kinda got the feeling they were going to be doing that anyways. Yeah. I think what they could do is, you know, focus on still doing standalone movies, but come up with three or or six film sagas that they could do. Like if they were ever to decide, God forbid, going to do a Old Republic thing. Sure. And they could do like a three. Actually, this would be really cool. A three saga, um, a three movie saga that would have Bane, Revan and Valkorian or something like that. Yeah. And and. I mean, they could even, even not even as going back to Old Republic, they could even do, I mean, look, The Hobbit was the smallest book, shortest book, and they did three movies. Exactly. They could take Han Solo and make it three movies. You know, they could take these spinoffs and make it three movies. So, right. you know, it is what it is. So what what did they, so they decided they're going to do, they're going to do Rogue One, they're going to do Han Solo. They haven't said what the next spinoffs. No, what they have going right have uh, episode seven, Rogue One, episode eight, Han Solo, episode nine, and nothing after that. And nothing that. out. Yeah. If the the one after that was supposed to be the Josh Trank Boba Fett, but that got canceled. Right. So there's nothing on the calendar. They have nothing released on the calendar right now. Right. Um. Yeah. So Kathleen Kennedy, we missed this last week. We both talked about it and we did. never we talked about it personally, but we never threw it in the show notes, I guess, which is why you have show notes. Chuck and Brian, um, <laughs> why you have show notes is because to remind you of things that you forgot to talk about. Um, so Kathleen Kennedy is committed to finding a female Star Wars director. And this is a really cool story. Um, I have the link in the show notes for it. Um, and I'm not sure what movie this would be around, but I think they're just like, they're saying, okay, we've had female leads. We're doing this. We must have a, a female director. At yeah. Some well, point. I mean, it's just, it, and it, it's, it always reminds me whenever there's this, something like this makes news. Yeah. It reminds me of that classic Joss Whedon line where a, 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 a journalist yeah. asked him, why do you write such strong female characters? <laughs> and his response is, cause you keep asking, cause that you keep question. asking me that question. Yeah. We need to get past that. Mm. Okay. We just need to have good filmmakers. And the problem is, is, is directing in Hollywood is very much an old boys club. Oh, it is. You know, and don't, there's, a, there's, you know, for good old boys club, whatever the line is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, there are great female directors like Catherine Bigelow, yeah. who's been around for 20 plus years now. And I mean, she's, she won her Oscar for her locker. Yeah. Right. But she also directed the, uh, uh, I believe she directed the original Point Break. Um, you know, she did right. a whole bunch of stuff, but she, um, then there's also, uh, the, the, the woman who's getting so much work now. She did Selma. 
Yeah. Um, yeah I'm yeah, drawing yeah. a blank on her name. I can't remember her name either. But, but um, I know you're talking there's about There's so many great... And then, of course, uh, the uh, the new Thor movie right. uh, is a female director. But here we are. We're talking about a few. Exactly. <laughs> How many directors are there in Hollywood? Exactly. You know? So I think they're going to get there. They got to find the right one, obviously, and the right movie. Yeah. I think that's important. So Absolutely. Um, what do you got here about Carrie Fisher? We talked about Carrie Fisher she, last week. Which we did great. because she had a new uh, autobiography out, but she was doing an, uh, some press tour for it. And she said that when Carrie Fisher finally gets a lightsaber, she wants it to be a purple one. Oh, good. That's my favorite color lightsaber. It is. And, uh, oh gosh, I, I just have a brand new fan theory jumped in my head. Okay. Okay. So, um, let's have to do with Mace Windu. It does. Okay. Because Mace Window, as we all know, survived the fallout of the, the building on Coruscant, right? Right. right. And um, he survived, and he's like on some backwater planet right now hiding. Sure. And Leia was in the Senate, and so, you know, let's just say he... Uh, Are you saying it's her, his lightsaber? You, no, that they both have purple because they had a baby, and it's Ray. <laughs> <sighs> I know it's so wrong, but it's funny. I kind of love it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay, wouldn't it be really funny if it turned out her lightsaber was purple when she makes her own? No, it'd be amazing. I I can't wait. I'll laugh in the theater. People are like, well, there's a serious scene. I was like, yeah, but it's we purple. talked about this on the show. <laughs> okay, so Rogue One. Um, no opening crawl. Confirmed. Yeah, and I'm actually okay with this. Yeah, we talked about it. It is a little frustrating ago. that it isn't going to be a crawl, but they have the, the overall vibe and makeup of this movie is different i mean there's very as actually and i'll pull something up from the bottom of this uh this run they have in there there's actually very little john williams music in this and i get it man we talked about it uh months and months and months ago uh, the possibility of this happening and i was kind of bummed about it only because it's breaking a in and this goes when you talk to people like you know why do you do it this way well we've always done it that way you know what i mean right. and it's like the the star wars people are gonna be like what are we going to do without it? You know, and when they got rid of the 20th Century Fox fanfare, you know, that was a sticking point with some folks, you know. Well, but we still had the kinda, call. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have the 20th Century Fox fanfare when they don't have anything to do with it. I get it. I get it. But it's like you're used to seeing it and yeah. hearing, you know, hearing it. So, so here we are. We're not going to get an opening crawl. And part of me is bummed because that's a signal for me. I've seen all of these movies since the prequels, you know, in the theaters. You know, on opening night, and when I see, there's something about when you see a long time ago, Galaxy Far, Far Away, and then it goes, bah, and you see Star Wars, and then you get to see, and you get to read this little bit of text that kind of puts you there. Yeah, you but know do you what really mean? want to read about the Trade Federation? I don't want to read about Trade Federations, honestly. <laughs> but, again, it's something that it's like, okay, it settles me down. You know my heart rate on the last one? Yeah, they that even, was a mess. Yeah, they even have this, the crawl in Swiftor. Exactly. And they made a point of mentioning it in this article. They In all the Star Wars video games, they have the crawl. Everywhere else, they have the crawl. In the comics, they have the crawl. They do. Every, everyone has the crawl. And so here we are without one. And I think this is a, it's a little, I don't know, it doesn't sit all the way well with me. But it, it is what it is. We'll get over it. But I don't Okay, it'd be cool if they had that as a bonus feature on the DVD. Yeah, see? Or a digital sick. release, yeah. Anyway. Um, it's wrap production, post production. Yeah, the post production is officially wrapped, and you know, even though people think this is really cool, this is pretty standard mm-hmm. for it to be just a few weeks out from release. What, three weeks, yeah, no yeah. big deal. Actually, two weeks out from tonight. That's true. At first, read it, I was like, "Well, that's kind of, oh, that's kind of kind of close." And I was like, "Well, I guess." Yeah, that's I mean, usually right. it's maybe about it's about a month. I thought it was about a last, month. Usually, they might be pushing. But it. Um, you know, just because everybody thinks, "Oh, well, they wrapped filming 
two, right. two, three months ago. Right. True, but there's so much in post-production. Exactly. Tarkin. Yeah, so there's rumors that Grand Moff Tarkin might be in uh, Rogue One yep. because there is a a quick second in the trailer in the you last see the trailer, back of a guy's head you see the back of his head <laughs> and then you see another one far shot where it looks like Tarkin. yeah and i'm in with that that's fine yeah well the rumor I think it should be there yeah well there was a rumor months ago that they were they were going to do a completely cgi peter cushing yeah i'm down um, and not bring back the person from episode three yeah that Tarkin book's amazing by the way if you haven't read it i still want to read it. uh super good uh speaking of good bail organa jimmy on. smith come himself on. is back. oh that's badass and it's dude. official that he's gonna be oh i'm so amped about that i love that actor but i just love that character too. oh absolutely it's great it's, it's gonna a, be good. that's definitely a character we that i would love to see more in because we've seen him uh drips and drabs in in, in clone wars and, and stuff the prequels and in rebels but Right. I want to see Jimmy Smith back up on screen. Me too, man. I'm excited. Uh, so this I saw. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So Krennic, who is the main villain in this movie, uh, says that he and Vader clash oh. in here. Now fight clash. I or like or is it like Tark and Vader? Clash? Yeah. Like you disagreed with me. Well, you're archaic religion and blah blah all this crap. Yeah. yeah but uh, you know, either way, it, it would be cool. But just to see that there's. Uh, this could be like the beginning of like where Vader is like everybody else around him is they're so removed from the force and everything. This is the beginning of like Vader being like, I'm still the man. And they're like, dude. Yeah. Well, you also like, got to remember, like, he's not, you know, yeah, at this point, he's not too far away from having slaughtered all the Jedi. No, no, no that's true. But again, they haven't seen this. Right. And, and so, you know, that whole that moment with Tarkin and um and Vader always sticks out with me in episode four is like, you know, you're the last remnants of that ancient religion, basically, right. you know, and and most but, Tark- people- but Tarkin's the only one that like is almost on his side. He's like he understands it. And he finally says, release him. No, yeah, he it's gets all it. the it's all the younger moths and admirals right. that don't right. know what's going on. So I'm just wondering if we're going to see the beginning of that. Yeah, which that, is would, cool. that would be cool. Yeah. So but you can buy your tickets. And we did. We did. We bought our <laughs> tickets. And not only that, it crashed Fandango. Yeah, I heard that. That was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But the coolest thing is, is pre-sales for this one have already topped Deadpool, Doctor Strange, and the Suicide Squad. That's amazing. And people were like, "Oh, it's it's not you know an episode, so it's not going to do as well." I'm, I think it's gonna be fine. It's not going to do two billion good. No, but it's it's gonna be, it'll be a top five or six movie oh. of all time. Oh, it'll be fine. Um, this one actually made me smile a little bit. Um, if you remember back. At the early part of production, when uh, after they were having the first dailies and everything, and everyone's saying, "Well, it seemed too dark," right? And they did some reshoots, right? Um, well, they also punched up the script a bit, and the person that they brought in to do that was Tony Gilroy. Yeah, um, he might sound familiar because he uh, basically writes all of the Bourne movies. Oh, that's why that. Okay, yeah. um, and he's done a whole bunch of other great stuff, but the Bournes are what he's mostly known for. But they brought him in to basically just for the idea was just having punch up some jokes get a little language everything Make sure everything hits and yeah. then but evidently what happened is they handed it to him and they handed it back and he had done some like clean rewrites <laughs> and so it turns out they had to bring him on as a writer and uh so he's credited now and it looks like he's getting a five million dollar payday for look it. at this guy he's doing it yeah that's awesome the final theatrical trailer has been released and yes. everyone's saying it's the best yet best yet we have it in there um of course now you know you always hear oh it's the last trailer true but now they've got TV spots. The TV spots but those are all like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever. Um, but this is the last of the official trailers. Nice. Um, you put this one in. Oh, so George Lucas apparently 
visited the set of uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars story. And <laughs> the funny thing is, I have the I have the link in the show notes, of course. But uh, uh, who is it, um, director Gareth Edwards? Yeah. So Edwards was talking to um, to him, and he was kind of poking fun. So he watched the movie, and there's some pretty cool uh, notes in there about or quotes in there saying Edwards is like, it's kind of crazy showing the movie to you know um, to George Lucas, and he says. Lucas said, I guess after he said, well, you know, it's fine, but I think, I think you need, <laughs> I think you need to have more CG effects and let, and don't build as much stuff. <laughs> Obviously, poking fun at the fact that, right. you know, that's what he got, you know, crap for with the prequels and stuff. So I thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Um, Good for him because he's usually not a, not a person to do self deprecating humor. Like and, I, and I think he gets it now, you know? Yeah. Live Q and A. Uh, there's going to be a special event actually tomorrow as we're recording this. Very cool. Um, um, on Twitter, which is cool because they've actually been doing football games and stuff on Twitter. Like, they have been, yeah. They've been doing all kinds of stuff on Twitter. Just like you know, if you're on, you know, if you follow that thing, it's just there playing. Yep. Pretty badass. So that'd be pretty cool. There's a, uh, supposed to be a, uh, a live Q&A and special event. It is going to be uh, Friday, December 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific, and it will feature never-before-seen content from the film plus a Q&A with Gareth Edwards and a cast and cast from the film. 10 a.m. Pacific, you said? Yep. I will have that playing in my office. <laughs> yep. 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm going to not teach during that time. Okay, let's move on. Um, the Force Awakens? Yeah, so somebody has actually come up with what I think actually could be the most uh, likely Ray Parentage theory. Oh, yeah? Because it doesn't actually name names, because it's not really important. Okay. Um, the idea is that in Force Awakens, as well as in... The other movies, there's actually been an important distinction of royal families. Yeah. Right? Princess Leia, Queen Amidala. You know, there's all these, you know, there's a, a mm. the, the hoity-toityness of certain characters. So right? the idea is that she's just royalty from some one of these people? Right. But if you remember, but what happened is when um, Order 66 happened and then the Empire took over, they put in, they actually said uh, he's dissolved the Senate. Right. Royal families have kind of gone underground, and the moths are leading everything now. So it could be that she is actually of a of a royal line, and she was hidden on oh. Jakku because oh. they were extinguishing some of the royal families. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. It makes it, a lot of sense. It, it's very interesting, and I think that would be very cool. Yeah, and, cool. Um, it doesn't necessarily say... How she links to the rest of it. But, right. Yeah. But it, and it doesn't say that it can't be both right and also it's kind of i mean the film implies she's sort of the chosen one or or you know of some sort right you know or accidental uh focus i right. guess you know um but it's it's interesting if you think of well you know princess leia not only was she a princess of alderaan but her mother was a queen true and uh yeah so it's like right yeah so i mean well, well we'll see i like that theory though yeah it is it's kind of interesting um there was a great uh Q&A that was happening with J.J. Um, uh, Abrams and how when uh, Disney bought out Star Wars or bought out Lucasfilm, uh, there was a discussion with when J.J. was brought on board to to to, uh, to direct and Bob Iger uh, said... Oh, yeah, I did I did see this. Yeah, so Bob yeah. Iger and he were talking. Bob Iger's the CEO of, of Disney. And um, basically he said that Force Awakens was a $4 billion movie. Because, I mean, not that it cost four billion to make right. it obviously didn't but everything hinged on it if it failed 
the four billion dollar purchase of Lucasfilm was a failure. Right, and that's that's the crux of it. It's right. the fact that we bought this franchise from this man for four billion dollars, and, it's all on your, all and on your uh, <laughs> make it happen, bro. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. So it's it's kind of interesting to think of it in those uh, those uh, parameters. No, I, I hear you. Um, a little bit of Han Solo stuff. Uh, not a lot, but Lucasfilm president um, says the Star Wars story, a Han Solo film, will have a heist or Western feel. Well, Lucasfilm president is Kathleen Kennedy, isn't it? It kind of makes sense because they, they said that the standalone films would have different vibes than the saga. And we already know that Rogue One is having a war film vibe uh, that's going to have a Western vibe. It's cool. Well, and, and what I the reason I threw this in here, it's not much of a story, but the idea for me is that I think I'm hoping it's very almost Firefly-esque. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you get this young rogue running through the galaxy, doing these things, and, and that's kind of the Mao, Mao thing for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you know, it's being filmed by uh, Miller and Lord, and they can pretty much do any genre. So. Indeed. All right, so real quick, uh, Star Wars Rebels receives multiple Annie Awards nominations. Yeah, that's very cool. If you don't know the Annie, it's the Animation Awards, and um, congrats to them. They totally deserve it. Absolutely. And we're only one or two episodes behind, but man, it's good. I'm so way behind it's for this. It's so season. good, man. It's so good. Um, new game creators of Uncharted and Assassin's Creed. What you got here for games? Yeah, there is a new Star Wars game in the works. It's untitled and it looks amazing from what I hear. But um, this is what we were talking about months and months ago, I think. Yeah. Same one. Um, yeah. But uh, open this up because I, I can't remember her name. But there's a great uh, interview on, um, on Glixel and. Uh, it's uh, an interview with the the person who's running it. Scroll up to the top. Amy, uh, Amy Henning. Yeah, Amy Henning, and she was one of the creators of Uncharted, um, but she was also brought. She's also brought on board some people who worked on Assassin's Creed. Right. And she said, "This is like no other Star Wars game you've ever played." Uh, there's a. If you look down, there's a screenshot in there. And then right there, that's yeah. a screenshot. Yeah, I saw this during E three. I think. They, yeah, and then they there's a concept me. art. Um, further down and I've posted both to uh, Pinterest. Pinterest yeah um, but yeah she did a she's done a lot of good work and it's she said it's it's gonna be incredible yeah this is gonna be cool dude uh, there was there's been some uh, talk of this in the last few months uh, especially when e3 came up and stuff but we don't know much else we got a little footage at e3 I, I want to say it's e3 that we saw a little footage and that was the footage that picture right and it was just basically it almost looked like a very uncharted like uh, this thing, you know, right? Are you moving through this environment? And it looks freaking cool, dude. It does, and this is also going back to the whole thing about hey, they have a female leading it, which is very cool. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, merchandise. Oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I threw this in here for you. You ready for this? I want to see it. Okay, so uh, Star Wars wearable sleeping bags. Well, I've seen wearable sleeping bags where you, you know, because they have separate legs and everything, and they zip up around them. Can you just look at this and tell me? Okay, that's awesome. Tell me. Come on. I'm going to be posting these to Pinterest. You don't want to go camping in this? How epic would you feel? Going to bed, boom. Look at that. So we have the picture. (laughs) (laughs) This guy running. Oh my god, there's a Vader one. He looks like the portal man in (laughs) uh, the Vader outfit. So there's a a Stormtrooper, Vader, uh, Chewbacca, and and, I mean, it looks ridiculous. Oh, Oh my god, I... Oh, and there's a rebel pilot. Oh, she looks happy. Oh, man, that's great. I'm going to go ahead and get me one of those bad boys for the next camping trip. I wonder if they have them in my size. 
They're going to be stupid expensive, too. Oh, dude, I know what I'm doing. If they have one of my size, I've got to get one of the Rebel Pilot ones, and then I can go dressed up as Porkins. Porkins. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right, man, let's let's get through this crazy stuff. I have two things here for Parks News, because this is where we always put it. Hong Kong Disneyland is adding Marvel and Frozen attractions. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, they are going to do... Let me find it. According to uh, Reuters, 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 uh, Hong Kong government, uh, which owns 53% stake in the theme park, will chip in $750 million, while Disney will pay approximately $650 million for the expansion running from 2018 to 2013, 2023, excuse me. Okay, here we go. An epicenter of Marvel uh, superheroes that will continue to unfold from the launch of Iron Man experience. The Marvel Universe continues to grow. Um at Hong Kong Disneyland, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters will be reimagined into a brand new experience for guests uh, to fight alongside the icons of Marvel Universe. Oh, that'd be cool. Which is pretty cool. Further, another thrilling attraction dedicated to one of the most popular Marvel franchises will be added to expand the epicenter of Marvel superheroes. As exciting events unfold in phases, these experiences will replace Buzz Lightyear and Autopia attractions. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Okay, is, I'm never gonna go to China. Is it weird that I'm I'm okay with them getting rid of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, but I'm bummed that they would be getting rid of Autopia? No, because I I'd much rather ride Autopia because I've been riding since I was a baby. Yeah, well, it's one of the original attractions. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude, I I've been riding Autopia since I was a baby. Yeah, and you're still the same size, so you fit. Oh, this was not. Oh, I almost said a thing. <laughs> So new details um, uh, on Nintendo areas at Universal Studios Parks. You know, it's weird. Nintendo is definitely making a comeback of sorts because they have that new... Um, well, why do you think? One guess. One word. Pokemon? Pokemon. Yeah. Um, well, you have the new uh, Super Mario Run game, which yep. is uh, coming to iTunes uh, on my birthday, I think. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo is going to um, Universal and Nintendo have released new details regarding a new park expansion, which will be coming to Universal Studios Japan, uh, Universal Orlando, and Universal Studios Hollywood. Nintendo prides itself on immersive worlds, blah blah. It says we're always looking at the next great idea, and basically what they're going to do is um, the goal is to make the guests feel as if they are inside their favorite franchise. And both companies have said there will be something for everyone. And, so. Okay, what they absolutely need are a couple of water slides where you enter through yeah. pipes. <laughs> That'll be amazing. <laughs> you can go into the water, the water land. The, yeah. oh, okay, moving Ding. on. All right, um, so good, man. Uh, we're done with Star Wars. Yeah, we're on to the usual roundup. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, man. So we have a lot to cover, but not a lot at the same time. Like yeah, it's all going to go pretty quick. Yeah, it's really not that much. Um, we have a couple of uh, sad news. Uh, why don't you take this first one? This one kills me, man. When I heard this, I, I I think I ran and told you. I told a couple other people, and um and and but when you say the name Ron Glass, people are like, "Wait, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Because he's amazing." Yes, he okay? is. And Ron Glass, um, for me, he will be my shepherd. <laughs> Um, in Firefly, yeah. and man, of all of the the roles he's had, that one for me is it. And 
it's hard to say goodbye to someone like that because that franchise is so well loved. Like I can't even imagine what uh, con goers are going to do now uh, when they have a brown coat thing or yeah. when they have when they get together and talk about Firefly because with Ron Glass gone now, it's it's a big deal. And and yeah, it was well, kind of first main character from the show to die. And it was and that death, oh, man, that death was hard. <laughs> and but. Again, that's Joss Whedon, you know, and that's uh, uh, when he killed off Shepard. It was like, oh, man, OK, now, OK, here we are. <laughs> Anything's possible now. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I really I loved his character, but also at the same time, he was from what I understand, he was a really cool guy. Um, he died. Uh, it was very secretive of how he died. They're they're guessing respiratory issues that have been going on for a little bit. Right. But. You know, it is what it is. He was 70 something, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, he will be missed, man. Um, wrong glass. Yeah. Unfortunately, we also lost Florence Henderson this week. Oh, you should, you should hear Kevin Smith talk about I Florence. did. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was, uh, it's, it's, it's a little rough. Uh, you know, she, of course, is, uh, America's you know, mom. Yeah. She'll be, uh, Carol Brady for, for everyone. I remember her doing the old Pam commercials. Pam cooking. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I grew up watching her on, uh, on reruns of, of uh, Brady Bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think it was, it, it was either Smith or Mosier. They were talking about uh, deaths of, of, uh, of these stars from this era. And, and I think the problem is now we're getting to the point to where we're going to start seeing now that pop culture is what it is. We're going to start seeing some really prominent deaths because some of these people that we all grew up that are part of our childhood and part of our pop culture and what part of our geekdom, we're going to have to say goodbye to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, I mean, it's, 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 it's just kind of like how the generation before us, you know, we're, we're feeling when, you know, Fred McMurray died from, you know, my three sons yeah. or Lucille Ball died right. or Jackie Gleason died, you know, whatever. Yeah. But now we're getting to the, you know, from the seventies. So, you know, when, you know, Florence Henderson is now passing away, but when, um, Bob Denver from Gilligan, Right. Passes away or. uh, And it's funny. These are the kind of deaths or, uh, you know, or whatever I can talk about. And like, I can see it on my parents face, like my mom who watched these, you know, and 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 now we're getting past that point to where eventually we're going to have to start saying goodbye to some of our people. Yeah. And, you know, we think of like icons. Not our people. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think about icons of the past, but with this, like with our, our generation's like pop culture impact. Can you imagine what's going to happen when Shatner dies or when Harrison Ford dies right. or, you and know, that's not going to, I mean, look guys, I mean, they're in their seventies. They're, they're the same age as some of these other people were saying goodbye to. Yeah. Sometimes in some cases older, you know, we're going to say bye to Stan Lee at some point. I know I mean, um, he's not going to be 93 forever. He's, we keep saying he's 93, but somebody's going to be 94 and then 95, yeah. you know? And, um, and these are, these are deaths that are really going to be felt. And, um, I mean, can I'm, you imagine when like George Clooney and Matt Damon pass on? And I'm just glad, though, honestly, man, I'm glad that uh, the people that we're talking about, we are talking about because they are who they are, and and they left behind these great legacies. Yeah, man. it's important that that they're going to live forever in a cellular world. Absolutely. So, yeah. all right, let's move on past that. Yeah. So, really interesting stuff is the DGA, which is the Directors Guild of America. You know, uh, there's unions and everything. Yeah. And you know, you always think about SAG, which is Screen Actors Guild. Right. You have the Directors Guild, you have the Writers Guild, uh, the Producers Guild. You know, you pretty much have to be part of all these guilds to be able to work in Hollywood. 
Um, well, the DGA this year is giving their Lifetime Achievement Award to Ridley Scott. Nice. Yeah. That's badass, dude. Uh, he's done some great stuff. Yeah. I mean, Aliens uh, guy. Uh, Alien. Alien. Excuse me. Aliens was Cameron. Got it. Um, but he did, uh, you know, and honestly, it's it's kind of for me, too, because uh, he and his brother, Tony Scott, did uh, Scott Free Productions. Right. And so, you know, they did, like, Top Gun. And, yeah. you know, they've done a whole bunch of big movies. Cool, man. Um, <laughs> all right. So, real quick, and I think maybe when the season starts, we'll add this to Universal, maybe. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, they actually just uh, a couple of pirated pictures from the first scene f- f- because they're filming season eight now. Yeah, uh, have have the Watchers on the Wall, which is a big fan site for G- Game of Thrones, right? Has released a couple of images. And the reason I'm saying this is because uh, George R. R. Martin basically is taking his sweet time with the next book. A yeah, lot I, of people were hoping that it was going to coincide with uh, with season seven starting. Yeah, well, his original. Due date to his uh, from to his publishing oh, yeah. house was like two and a half years ago. Oh yeah, no, he's way behind. And um, if he wasn't George R. R. Martin, they'd be like, "Yeah, we're done with you, bro." But they're not. Uh, but so none of that's gonna happen. And it sounds like he's still a few months out from finishing it. I don't know if that's a first draft. I don't know what that means. Right. But it's not gonna coincide with the next season starting. Um, and the spoilers that people were hoping like that stuff would sync up, like they could read the book, then watch the show, and then see w- yeah, well, the what's going on. Past where the books are. Well, absolutely, but and you know, and I read the first five books or whatever, and uh, I read them, and I made sure I read them before I watched the shows, and then now then we're watching the shows, and it's like, okay, is this where the book's gonna go? Who knows? So. It it is what it is. We have a link in the show notes for the for the details of the article. Um, but this. Because we're a frosty beverage kind of show. Yeah, we are. Um, I even said this to my wife because how badass is this? Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Whew. Game of Thrones wine collection is going to come out. Very cool. <laughs> from HBO. And the pictures are, are sick. Um, I think it's 30 bucks for the Cabernet and for the white wine, it's like 20 bucks. But it, uh, I mean, wine plays a big part in the show. Yes, which, it does. Which uh, obviously it does. Um, and look at the pictures, dude. How cool is this? That's really cool. Right? Um, so anyway, uh, and this is the cab. The cab's more my style, but it's 30 and bones. And it's out of Napa. <sighs> it's going to be great. Anyway, uh, so I had to throw that in there just for fun. And a little convention stuff. This actually, I saw, and then Chinook uh, messaged us on Twitter. Did right. you read it? I did. You did not? I did. Oh, you did. Um, so basically, we have the the... San Diego Comic-Con top San Diego Convention Center regional impact list. So we have talked about this before, actually. How big We talked about how big and, and important impact the con has to the San Diego area. Absolutely. And it's upwards of, what, 8 million or something? Like it's Yeah, I uh, think it brings in like a certain amount, but then like the total impact is like 12.5 billion. Yeah, like, it's like 13% of yeah, what... Or 12.5%. Yeah, 12.5% yeah. of what... Gets brought into the area. Gets brought into the area, which is huge. You know what I mean? And it it even breaks down like what the average convention goer spends. And like there's a whole bunch of stuff in here, but it's so weird to see that image of the outside of the convention center not packed with people. I know. (laughs) I've never seen that. When I saw that, when I saw that picture first, I was like, where is that? (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's right outside the front doors. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost 13%, 12.73% of the total economic impact is San Diego Comic Con. And that is what what the cool part about that statistic is that is not last year. That is 2015. 
Yeah, well, actually, I think the percentage is going to go down for last year. You think so? Well, yeah, because they had the uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star game oh, in San Diego last year. okay. Well, we'll see what happens. That was the month before, or it was like two weeks before Comic-Con. That's true. And so, yeah. it's, it's, so even though they probably brought in more money than they did in 2015, yeah. as a percentage of impact, it's going to go down. I'm with you. Okay, cool. Let's get to our reviews, dude. We have a, a, a little bit of good news. Well, not good news. We have a little bit of uh, movie news. Um, first, Paul Fig. Fig. No, it's Kevin Feige and Paul Fagg. Paul Fagg, yeah. Uh, who uh, directed Ghostbusters, the female reboot. Um, he's talking about that they're looking at expanding the, the, the Ghostbusters universe, but that they're putting a back burner to a straight-on sequel. Oh, okay. So they might explore different avenues. That's all right. It does, doesn't really go into a lot of uh, detail, but it's just it might not necessarily be all-female-led again. Totally. Um, Dune is looking to get a reboot at Legendary. And the main reason I brought this up is that Legendary is a parent company now for Nerdist and Geek Consumer. Right. And and I actually had a, a little bit of a different interest in this is that um you know I, I listened to that writing excuses podcast right. all those guys are big fan of the Dune series, um and I have not read them or I've read part of them since when I was a kid, never got into it. I don't like to revisit it because of how highly they talk about it. And I'd really like to see where this all goes. You know, what I mean? you know, I was standing at at the librarian's desk in the at school a couple of days ago, and a student was asking about Dune, where to find it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, nice. Um, so we have a couple of Lin-Manuel Miranda things. Uh, you know, I'm a huge uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda fan because of Hamilton and, and In the Heights and whatnot. But um, <laughs> this week's episode of Drunk History was all Lin-Manuel. Usually they have three stars that they bring in to do Drunk History. Yeah. His was a full half hour with him. Really? Drunk talking about ha- Alexander Hamilton. Oh, that's awesome. And it, he was like talking about, and he's getting plastered, talking about stuff. That didn't never made it into the musical because he just didn't have time. And plus, right. like logistically, how could you do it? Oh, that's funny. And like the ship that he came from um, to the U.S. on caught fire. <laughs> it's like this thing that you just can't do in the like, musical. By the way, imagine this is on fire exactly. because we're in a building. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was really really funny. Um, and and he's already uh, you know he uh, Moana just came out and you know. Uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that in Disney, but he uh, uh, did a lot of the music for Moana. Uh, he's doing a lot of the music, and he's starring in the Mary Poppins Returns. Cool. But the big thing here is that he is now going to be working on bringing uh, King Killer Chronicle, which is a, a, a famous fantasy series, uh, to both TV and film. Nice. Very cool. Uh, so Billy Williams, he's going to be Two-Face in the Lego Batman. Yeah, This is, is freaking cool. I we were talking about Billy D the other day because we're like hoping things and right. stuff. But I'm just glad he's doing stuff, man. And Two Face, it's gonna be a smooth ass Two Face. I know, right? <laughs> because the only Two Faces I really know are um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, right, and uh, the, the one from uh, Batman uh, uh, Rises. Right. I wish I could. I wish I could title the show "Smooth Ass Two Face," <laughs> but I just can't. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be funny. Anyway. Um, and Bourne is not going to go back to the Renner storyline. It looks like, yeah. And we I talked mean, about this last. Yeah, week. they're not going to. They're not ignoring it, but it, it's not a priority because it looks like they're bringing. Um, it's mostly going to be Damon. Homeboy's coming back. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's kind of frustrating for Renner <laughs> because because yeah, he's at the toughest game right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. And we, we talked about last week how he he's uh, because of uh, Infinity War filming, he's not right. going to be in Mission Impossible Six. Right. So he's in all these big franchises. He's like losing jobs, even though he's getting big jobs. I know. It's just that's weird. 
We we love you, Renner. I know. Seriously, he's like at the top of his game right yeah, now, he's, and he's, he's just in a rival, which is getting, I know, which I can't wait to see. I know, right? Um, so Roger Rabbit two, uh, Zemeckis basically says it's still pretty unlikely, and we've talked about this a lot too. Yeah, in because the past. it is just way too cost inefficient. But it's also way too late. Honestly, I okay, I honestly don't think. But it then is. again, it wasn't too late for Ghostbusters. Apparently, right. well, the the two things that I think that Roger Rabbit has going for it is one, it was a period piece at the time it was filmed. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like Ghostbusters, which took place in eighty five. That's a good point. They could do a twenty sixteen. Right. They filmed it in eighty nine, but it was taking place in the forties. Right. Okay. But not only that, it's a Disney, which has a classic times period anyways. Good point. That's why if you ever look at Disney merchandise, it never has uh, years on it next to the copyrights. Because the Disney comp- company always wants to have its merchandise and content considered timeless. Interesting. Yeah, makes sense. Um, we have a couple of different release changes, and these are actually connected. Um, they decided to, uh, sorry, they decided to move you up do this Alien backwards. I think that's why I confused yeah. you. They they decided to move up Alien Covenant, which is which was originally uh, Prometheus Two. Right. Um, they've decided to push that up because they took advantage of the fact that Alien Five was getting pushed back. Right. And they're trying to distance it itself as much from that as possible, so they moved it up from October up to May. Right. And what that did is it opened up the October 6th date slot, which means that they could push back the Kingsman. Totally. Um, to take advantage of that because you're going to get um, a better audience then, I think. So it was just – it's basically Universal just moving a couple of dates around. Cool. Um, we we have some videos for you. Um, a quick one here. This one's pretty funny. Nerdist actually came out with a a little short film called The Gobble Game. <laughs> and it's of hilarious because it starts off – did you watch it? I didn't watch that. Okay, it starts off with uh, President Obama's most recent turkey pardoning. Oh, right. But yeah. instead of seeing a turkey, it's a person in a turkey suit. Like, they've <laughs> CGI'd it in where she's in a turkey suit sitting on the, the, the steps, and she's, like, got total PTSD. <laughs> and it turns out they said that the way that they... They found out which turkey would get pardoned. It was like a, a Hunger Games for turkeys. Oh, that's awesome! And so that's it's good. it's a Gobble really games. That's yeah, funny. so it's a really funny video. I did watch the Assassin's Creed clip though. That was cool. Yeah, the the very first clip from uh, the footage, first footage we're seeing from Assassin's Creed. It was like him getting the animus. It yep, was, it was cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, there's a trailer for the upcoming Netflix movie Barry, which is about uh, Barack Obama's. Uh, uh, oh, I did adulthood. see that. Yeah, that looks awesome. Um, and then Southside with uh, Southside with you just came is just coming out digitally, and that's the movie that was about uh, he and Michelle Obama having their first date. Right. Um, also, uh, we got the first teaser for Sherlock season four, and the one for Mummy, which, which is really cool. I actually because I, I just learned about the Mummy one today, <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. No, I was just I was just watching it off to because the side. It's just a teaser trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like I I was putting the show outline together. And it was playing. I was like, oh, that looks crazy. It's like 15 seconds. And it's like, I mean, there's not even any sound in this because I don't have the sound on. But look how cool that is. Yeah. Well, it's a female mummy this time. Yeah. And um, it's and it's freaking Cruz. Yeah. It's, well, it's got and, Cruz. And, and he's running. Yeah. So we're good. Well, we're he's in. always running. He's always running. Always running. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to this. Yeah. So now we're on to Universal Usual. Um, we've got a little bit of Berlanti news. Of course, this is a big, big week for Berlanti because it's Invasion Crossover. And... To be honest, I'm one back from the crossovers, um, I think, and my dilemma before, it was a very busy week, but my dilemma before was the Supergirl thing, but 
I want to throw this out there before I forget, and I think, oh, I put one in here. Um, this is the link to the Flash one, but the ratings for every show are the best that they have been yeah. because of the crossover. Yeah, well, I haven't watched the Invasion shows yet because <sighs> for Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, which is on tonight, right? Um, they're all titled Invasion. Right. The Supergirl one is actually titled Medusa, and it's its own standalone story right. with Supergirl, and then it ties in at the end to the, to the thing. So to answer your question about catching up on Supergirl, the Invasion part at the end of it, no, you don't need to. Yeah. But... The main story of that episode is very heavily tied in with what's going Makes on. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've watched Medusa, oh, which yeah. was a great okay. episode, but I have not watched the invasion stuff yet. Yeah. Um, I, I have... I have my home waiting for me. I'm waiting for all three so then I can watch all three at once. Yeah, we'll probably do those, um, all of that actually in the next week um, and catch up because, I mean, I'm I'm really into where DC is. Uh, DC Legend Tomorrow is right now. Uh, Flash is amazing. Even Arrow. I mean, I really like what they're doing with the, um, I, I guess, J, not JV Squad, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, with the, the recruits, the new you recruits, know, yeah. and, I, and I really like that dynamic. Um um, and we'll get to another story here in a second, but I, I, I'm really enjoying those shows. And although I'm behind on Supergirl, which we will catch up on, um, if not soon during the hiatus, but, um, I like that the crossovers are happening and I'm, and, and I always, I, I, they're always very enjoyable. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically come out and said that he wants to take over the verse. I think he should. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's already been filming stuff with, with uh, uh, Flash and Supergirl. Yeah. But now he's also said he wants to fi- re- direct episodes of Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow as well as Gotham and Riverdale. Yeah. And if he's going to do, I mean, he might as well, he'll bounce around for a little while for another year or so. I think. Um, I think he started to find his home in TV. And I think if he. Oh, my God. I don't, blasphemy almost. I think if he stops doing movies. And stops doing some of the movies he has been doing, um, and start to be known for the awesome TV that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe gets a couple of things that he's writing going yeah, well, in into people, these he's, shows. He's actually got a, a long history with TV because he does. He, he did some work on Degrassi up in Canada. Yeah. Um, he also wrote and directed the uh, the premiere of uh, Reaper, which was fantastic. But the thing also, he's written comics. He's yes. written a Epi- lot of these comics. He has really done a lot of episodic work in this content. Exactly. And so I think that what's important here is that if he were to bring some of his writing to the table and they do it and they do it well, mm-hmm. he might be able to take over some of this stuff. And um, I, I'm, I'm more proud to him. I'd love to see Smith do anything. But Yeah, well, I mean, because of the, the nature of the, the directing, though, I don't no, think, I agree. I don't think he would become like I don't think he would do become a showrunner. No, absolutely not. Um I mean he's, he's already, doing too many other things. Yeah, well, he's already gonna be a showrunner on uh uh Rats and right. Buckaroo Banzai. Well Buckaroo Banzai's been changed, which we'll get to. Oh have I'm I haven't oh, heard that. You didn't that. hear that. Okay. I okay, put, so we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But um if they wanted to do it where if they were to do another sweeps crossover where he could do all four of those episodes. Absolutely. That'd be that cool. would be very cool. That would be cool too. Um, all right, so Arrow, um, oh, this is a big one. Because yeah. this is kind of a sticking point that we've been talking about or dancing around for, right. for a Okay, a well, as we all know, Berlanti runs the whole universe. Yeah. But each individual show has their showrunners. And Mark Guggenheim is the showrunner for Arrow. And he's actually come out and said he regrets the Elicity storyline in season four. Oh, 
I think the thing is, the it's very obvious that he is because they're not going back to it. No, as of right and they're now, they're burning the bridges for it. And and that's the thing. We're we're halfway through the season almost. You know, or, or you know, yeah, not third, halfway, yeah. but but we're enough into the season to know that like, okay, I guess we're done with that suburban life, living, yeah, crap. Like, and I don't know that was a sticking point to a lot of Arrow fans. Yeah, and, well, they wanted to go back to its darker roots of the first couple of seasons, and it's it's really it's good. Dark. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Plus, it's, you're dealing with all of the the Bravo stuff. Yeah, the Bravo stuff. I, I'm really really liking that a lot. Um, all right, so Flash. Yeah, so uh, spoilers here. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, don't say it because I haven't watched, watched it. it. Okay. But in the last episode before the crossover, they uh, they finally revealed who Alchemy is. Cool. I have some ideas we'll talk about next week. All right. Um, and then Legends, they started talking about uh, how Rip would return. And my wife was like so flabbergasted. She loved, she loved that character in uh, Doctor Who, obviously. Right. She even slips and talks and, and calls him by that name sometimes. But um, But Rip uh is one of our favorite characters in the show and yes. to be what seven episodes in and he's still not there yet um it's 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 bummer it's bumming her out yeah well somebody came out this week and talked about how that he will eventually return yeah but it might not be the rip that you know oh for god's and sake and so the rumor is that it could be that they run they into get him, him earlier no Before. well yeah well they run into him in a mission when he was still a time lord and so oh, they're changing things, and he's going to be fighting against them to stop it. Oh, that's kind of badass. That would be very cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, we actually, the, the actor, Arthur Darville, we, uh, yeah. he's fantastic. We love it. I actually have some news about him later on, and I'll talk about it in a second. Cool, man. Uh, DCU. Yeah, so Warner Brothers is hinting at, po- at a possible DC uh, Extended Universe streaming service. Well, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, Everybody's I mean, going to do a streaming service. Yeah, the way, I mean, because CWC already has one. But it's, it's, it's so... It, it, cost cost wise it's not what it used to be and these companies are probably thinking now it's like we don't need to like give our stuff to other yeah, people. why license our stuff to netflix or hulu when we can just stream our just own do it stuff. ourselves yeah. you know and if we offer it for free it doesn't matter you know because mm-hmm. people are gonna be paying for cable anyway or right whatever. because what if you think about it where do people where do you where do you, uh, channels make their money in tv shows oh it's advertising right so if you are licensing that to netflix and that's where you're getting your money right but if people are street are are um have their own streaming service right then they can sell advertising set up their own advertisement exactly yeah that makes sense uh so kevin smith yeah so there's back to kevin smith (laughs) exactly there's actually a lot of little random kevin smith news this week is that people are actually considering him to to take over the flash movie i know i've and he he's kind of said he wasn't he wouldn't do it. I listened to camera which right. podcast it was. He, but if it comes down to it, he wouldn't say of no. Of course he wouldn't say no, but I feel like his uh, stipulation would be give me Grant Gustafson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem. Yeah. With that. But I'm with you. I think because the Flash movie is floundering right now, I think that he would be a great choice. I think his his issue is that he has gone in and directed other people's movies before yes. and has not come out of it well and hello cop out yeah cop out and um what's the other one or cop out was the main no cop out's the one i'm thinking of bruce willis yeah um yeah so i i don't know i would love to see it but i think he's gonna have to write himself 
and yeah, and, and he's gonna so hard, and he's yeah, and, and he's gonna shoehorn everybody into getting it to sync up, and it won't do it. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, w- it would be really hard to do. Yeah, at this point in production. So, I mean, I'm I'm I support it, but I just there's just I just don't think there's a chance. For yeah, anybody. I don't. Th- in if that's the thing is I because there's such a stranglehold over the DCEU as right. opposed to this, the the Berlanti verse that he wouldn't be able to do it the way he'd want, and no. everyone would come out of it bitter. Exactly. Uh, so there's rumors that Green Lantern is going to be introduced in the Justice League movies. And one thing that actually I think supports this is that there was a lot of rumors that Green Lantern would be coming into Arrow. Um, oh, right. And we said that wasn't Yeah, and happen. they've officially said that's not happening. And uh, the only reason you can think of is that they have a plan for it. Because you have the Green Lantern Corps movie coming out. So why split that again between right. the universes? Um, Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And the, it's one of the main reasons why you're not seeing like Green Arrow in the DCEU. And this way, why not just go ahead and introduce the Green Lantern Corps through Green Lantern in Justice League? Makes sense to me. Disney, dude. Yeah, so quick Disney news. Moana won Friday with a, over $21 million. I want to see that movie. It looks awesome. It's getting rave reviews. Yeah. Um, Mark Forster uh, is going to be directing a live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Well, because they're doing... Uh, Don't do it live action. No, it's so weird. If you're sitting on all it's of so these... Weird. If you're sitting on all these classic animation movies that they're already redoing, seriously, you already own the rights to these. Plus, a lot of them are already in the uh, the public domain. But think about how do weird them. a Winnie the Pooh movie would be. I, well, I don't think it's going to have like a... It'll be CGI. Okay. The well, bears... The I think the animals would be CGI. And then... But like Christopher Robin and everything would be real. Oh, uh, I'll wait till I hear Okay, more. you know what actually I think would be great? Would be um, a la Enchanted, but reverse. Where it starts off oh, in the real yeah. world, but whenever Christopher Robin is in the 100 Acre Wood, that's all animated. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, that I'm in with that. Um, also, Kevin Smith is interested in doing a remake of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I know. I, I heard him say something about this on one of his shows. I'm just like, dude, it's just it's another project he doesn't need. No, but at the same time, he loves the. He, he, I think he would do a great job with it. It's just, I think what happens is, is these people pick up the random stuff that he says in his which shows, which doesn't go anywhere. Which doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So we also got our first look at Cars Three Ooh. this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gotta send you this podcast from Sans fans. Okay, it's called Cars. What you told me about this one before? <laughs> trying to figure out what a car is and exactly. like the universe. Yeah, it's the like, funniest. Where, stuff where's in the, world. the stomach? And where's oh the... my god, it's so good, dude. Anyway, I'm excited. Cars is gonna be great. I just it's madness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Fox. So we're on to Fox. We have a little bit of Fox news. They have released a couple dates for for Fox Marvel movies, which if you don't know is either Deadpool. Yeah, Fantastic Four, X Men. Well, so they released the dates of uh, of November second, two thousand eighteen, and February fourteenth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Um, the things that are tough about this is that with the November second date, they're going to be going up against a Paramount event and also the live action Milan movie. Oh, okay. So I bet that live action Milan movie is going to be good. That's going to be really good. It's going to be good. Um, but the thing about that is, is if they're having production problems with Deadpool two right now, yeah. So it was if if Deadpool stays where it is, then November second could be the Deadpool three. Okay, but if it gets pushed, if the production for that gets pushed back, then Deadpool three. Yeah. Oh, you said December. Oh, did I say December? I meant November second. November second. But if Deadpool two gets pushed back at all, then the date for February fourteenth could be. I think it's going to be. I think they might as well shoot for that. Right, but the interesting thing about it's Valentine's Day. That's fine. No, and they can play with their little exactly. 
you know. But also, Deadpool three is supposed to be the introduction introduction of X Force. Deadpool two. No, Deadpool three. Deadpool three. Yeah. Oh yeah, because nineteen. Got it. Right. Yeah. Deadpool two is Cable. Deadpool three is going to be X Force. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I. I, I just need them to get Deadpool 2 right first. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the dates change constantly. So, right. you know, whatever. They got you. Um, so, they also released a video recap of where Deadpool recaps 2016. <laughs> I haven't actually watched this yet. I haven't either. But, but I, I just want to hear the response about Trump getting nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we'll, getting win. We'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. That's good. Um, so, with uh, X and Weird, you know, they're working on new mutants. It looks like they might be uh, introducing Lockheed, which is great because it's like a, it's a flying creature that's part of the the team totally um and they're also looking at uh nat wolf to play cannonball which is one of the main new mutants so. nice all right dude all this right. is new yeah i've decided to add a, ha- a harry potter section into universal totally matter of time with the new movie yeah well i was like i was waiting until the new movie come out but now that they're starting to flesh out news for the upcoming movies that there's going to be a total of five of them might as well we're just going to start getting news hand over fist right um so we both saw fantastic beasts what'd you think you know what, man? I I had a good time with it. Um, more than I thought I would. I uh, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but I like. I really liked the main character. I really liked his weirdness. Yes. Um, in the beginning of the movie, he barely said anything, and he just did these really weird, awkward silences and stances. And there were some weird moments and weird moments that I liked, like. They walked in, and minor spoilers here, obviously. When they walked in and they saw the um, the mind reader girl the first, the first yeah. time, and she's like half naked and she's standing there, and it's just like, oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. But like, there were there were parts of this movie I really enjoyed this movie. Um, uh, there were some WTF moments, of course, um, because of the magic stuff. Uh, but I think they estab- established the magic system. Uh, a little bit better for me than they did in the Harry Potter movies. It wasn't so much like saying magic words and doing stuff. It was more like, I'm a, I can do this thing. They established, okay, people can warp from place to place. Boom. Done. Um, they can um, read minds. Excuse me. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, but they weren't <laughs> saying the words. They were, you know, just doing it. They didn't even need the wand half the time. It was, like, really kind of cool. Like, um, oh, overall... I like the storyline. Um, there were a couple of really weird WTF moments. Like, I don't even know what was happening with the chair and the execution thing. Like, that whole scene was really super weird. But other than that, like, I I enjoyed it. I, I never thought I'd say that about a Harry Potter movie. But yeah, it's not a Harry think, Potter movie either, Yeah, what so I think cool. you're really kind of don't, don't, dancing around without yeah. saying yeah. is that, you know, it's these aren't about kids at school. I'm glad it wasn't. I know. I would have left. Because this is now, all these characters are adults. Yeah, and they only half mentioned the schools. Right. Every once in a while. Right. You know, which I'm cool with, because these are adults. And I like my fantasy darker. This was definitely dark. Especially when it got to the beating of the children. Not that I'm... Right. You know you know what I mean, though. Yeah. But the the woman who is beating her kids and suppressing the Samantha magic. Samantha was fantastic. And, and she did a really good job there. And Homeboy, who ended up being the thingy, holy Colin crap, Farrell. did a really good job. Yeah. And... Colin Farrell? Mm-hmm. That was Colin Farrell. Oh, shit. Anyway, good. Really good. Yes. I, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. It's good. Um, uh, one thing I really enjoyed about it is um, that they're starting to lay groundwork now for how over the next few movies it's going to end up connecting to the Harry Potter yeah. 
connections. For example, things that just Potterheads already know is that New Scamander, the main character, yeah. is actually the grandfather of the character that ends up marrying Luna Lovegood. Oh, really? Later on. Okay. Right? We, and they asked a couple questions, too, about like the difference between the two exactly. schools and stuff. Right. Yeah. But also he mentioned Lita Lestrange. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and we saw a picture of her in it, who was actually Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Who has experience in um, the Divergent series and everything. It's, it's okay. Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Nice. Um, so she's a good actor. So I hope they bring her in as Lita Lestrange. But um, that's obviously a uh, ancestor of uh, Belichick's Lestrange, which is the Helena Bonham Car- Carter character from the original movies. Cool. Um, I mean, you've lost me because I I don't know all this stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, it, there's news that in the in the Fantastic Beast sequel, it's hopefully going to have Zoe Kravitz in because that's who's in the picture, right? In the in this movie, there were a couple moments that I really loved, like <laughs> Homeboy with the backwards fingers, the little yep. uh, the little uh, thug, yep, uh, smoking the cigar. That was cool. Um, I and, was running like a like a speakeasy. For no, he totally was, and he was running the speakeasy, and then he turned on him. He's laughing about it. I just love that. Um, there was some stuff I really enjoyed. I my biggest <laughs> WTF moment. I'm just like, I can't get this from a storytelling perspective unless again they're gonna do it maybe in the next movie or something. But the muggle or whatever you want to call him that's with him the whole time. Right. And they just decide, oh, that's cool. Just wipe your mind. That's fine. So they watch his mind being wiped and then she visits him awkwardly in the bakery later. Like, there's all these weird things. Like, I just, after all of that, you're going to still be a jerk and just wipe his mind. Like, I think that's kind of lame. Well, you know, because he obviously had a hand in what was going on. Yeah, well, the way that they did it, though, is he purposely chose to wipe his mind. He went out in the rain. No, I get it, but right. they were saying you have to do this thing. Exactly. And he convinced himself because they're like standing there like, you kind of have to do this thing, dude. You know? I think that was kind of lame. No, I, I, I completely agree, but I like how when you see the, the, the mind reader, the Legomolens, uh, go up to his shop at the end, yeah. I think she's going to see, because she can read his mind, if yeah. there is anything left in there of the experience. Also, part of that that was cool was what he was baking. And I get yes. that he's baking animals he saw in the case. And so there like, is I like the connection, there. and I thought that was kind of neat, but I just thought it was kind of a jerk move to like it is, throw your it, companion in the rain. You it, know? it is, but it's funny because the, the opposite of the mind reading, there's an opposite side of that, which yeah. is that you can actually input thoughts in somebody else's mind oh, in that universe. Okay. And if the mind reader can also do that skill, yeah. then she can reimplant the memories. Okay. Well, I'm down. I mean, you know, that's something I don't And know. I really love that actor and that actress together. No, both of them were great. And I love that dynamic. And I love that, you know, he was just smitten with her the whole time. And she loved and him. She I was thought that was smitten great. with him from the beginning. And I just. As I, a fat man, that's yeah. awesome. And I thought that that whole storyline, all of that was great. And they're like, all right, bro. Sorry, you got to go in the rain. And he's like, oh, all right. Well, that sucks. I loved that you know? it took place in the twenties too. Yeah, I, the the period part of it, the the that was cool. I I loved all of that. I I actually really, I think that's why I liked the movie more than the Harry Potter films is because it was a period piece, and it was the fact that it's sitting here in the twenties. People are doing twenties thingy, and that there's and, a female black a, president. Oh my god, how cool the was that? World? How cool was that? And um. There was a lot of stuff I really did enjoy in the film. And um, ultimately, um, I am not a Harry Potter fan, but I, I do like where they're going with the Fantastic Beast stuff. Yeah, so, I, think it'll, I'm in. I think it'll do well. Yeah. Um, so 
for those of us that 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 are crate subscribers, yeah, right. Um, there's a new one that's just yeah. getting released. Oh, I saw this, yeah. and it's being done through Loot Crate because you know Loot Crate has kind of they still have like their they thing, do a ton of stuff. They do, but they're they've started doing more like they have the collector core for Marvel, right? For right. that Marvel does, but they have a Firefly crate. Well, now they're going to be having a Harry Potter. Cr- Makes or, sense. It's called a Wizarding World crate. I always um, wanted to do the Firefly one, but I was like, I just can't do another crate. <laughs> I know. Well, I've I've stopped doing the Star Wars and the uh, and no, the, I still get those. The there's actually there's so there's four crates I would like to do. I would yeah. like to do the Star Wars. I'd yeah. like to do the Marvel. I'd like to do the DC, and I'd like to do the the Harry Potter one. Yeah, totally. But that's about seventy bucks a month that I can't afford. No, I hear you, man. It's not cheap. No. Um, and there's the other last thing I have in here is Fantastic Beat sequels. Uh. Fantastic Beast sequels won't all focus on Newt's commander. Yeah, and this is actually really set up by the fact of of Johnny Depp's introduction as, uh, which was Grind- also kind of weird. Yeah, at as, the end. as Grindelwald, <laughs> right? Because, um, and we've already known that the the last fin- the last Fantastic Beast movie is going to end in 1945, right? Which is the end of World War II. But in the Wizarding World, that's the year that the big battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, we skipped over something earlier in the Harry Potter news here that Did I didn't we? put in. But this is where I was getting back to Arthur Darville, okay. um, who plays Rip Hunter. He wants to play the young Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that would be cool. I think I that would that. be great. Yeah, I could see that. So real quick, as far as Marvel stuff goes, female director for Captain Marvel is the biggest priority for them right now. Yeah, well, I mean... Like, Which so goes to what we were talking about earlier. Right. Like we already said, they, they already have a female director for the Thor Ragnarok movie. Um, they the the writer for Guardians is a female uh, female writer. Right. One of the writers, right? One of yeah. the writers. Um, so yeah, the fact that but Captain Marvel is such a female icon. Yeah, that you kind of have to. Yeah, it's it like they, it's like Wonder Woman. They have a female director for Wonder Woman. Too. Makes sense. I'm in. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange has officially officially become uh, the highest grossing. I have to get this right. The highest grossing standalone character debut film for Marvel. Got it. Okay, so it's not congratulations. Counting, yeah, it's not counting Guardians. It's not <laughs> counting the Avengers. So it's basically Iron Man, Iron Captain Man, America, Thor, Captain America. Okay, yeah, right. That's uh, badass, dude. Ant Man, all the individual characters oh, movies. Yeah, um, we still haven't seen Black Panther yet. Um, that's all of them, I think. Ant Man, Captain America, Thor. Yep. Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, that's it. Is that all the standalones? So, yeah. So out of all those, he has the highest grossing debut movie. <laughs> Strange, the man. You think Cumberbatch had something to do with it? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Plus, the the graphics were incredibly oh, incredible, amazing. Um, so they've released some Inhumans news. We already talked about how the Inhumans was going to be getting uh, a TV show as opposed to a movie, right? But that they were releasing the first uh, the two two hour premiere in IMAX. Well, it's going to be an IMAX, and it's coming out Labor Day of twenty seventeen. Nice. And also Black Bolt, which we talked about last week, is a yeah, thing. But Black Bolt, who is the who is the king of the 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 Inhumans king um, is getting his own TV show, which is going to be cool. Yes, and yeah. So Thor Ragnarok. There's rumors coming out that that Hela um, in Ragnarok um, is uh, possibly in possession of the Soul Stone, okay. which is the last of the Infinity Stones, which we haven't seen yet. Indeed, cool man. Um, so the last thing I have in here is a little bit of controversialness. Uh, the Buckaroo Banzai stuff that I said I alluded to earlier, or you talked about earlier, um, 
so I think this is all a misunderstanding, but I don't think Kevin Smith is going to be doing Buckaroo Banzai. That's a bummer. And and what happened was is some news reporter. Um, I'm just going to open this real quick. Some news, uh, random news source, basically said uh, MGM is suing Kevin Smith for trying to do uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, so Smith has stated in a new Facebook Live video he's walking away from Buckaroo Bonds after learning earlier today that MGM has filed a lawsuit against his original its original creators. Oh, it wasn't against him. Sorry, uh, Rock and Richter. I'm not saying anyone is wrong in this situation. Smith says what I'm saying respectively is uh, to all parties, and I'm out. Um, and he basically says um, in May during the Hollywood Babylon, Babylon pod- podcast, Kevin Smith revealed he was working on. Um, an adaptation, blah, 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 um, written by those two people. Then in July, it was announced about Groupon's TV series was going to be headed uh, to Amazon, right? Right. MGM, I guess, was turning around and saying they were going to sue the creators. Now, there was a bit of a follow-up to this, and it said there was a bad piece of reporting that basically led Smith to make this statement, but I think as of right now, he's still out. Okay. I think he's regardless it's it's just not gonna happen there's just a whole bunch of crap going. There, on. there's a bunch of drama around it yeah. essentially so i have a link to the statement in there um i didn't watch his statement but i got the gist of it yeah well um, i mean it didn't really get know. too far in the pre-production process no 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 it didn't but the the bottom line is there's a lot of people that like to see this happen yeah. and, I, and i'm watching and i watched his twitter thread and people were like that sucks because i really want to see you do it um if you love a franchise even ernest klein who wrote ready player one yep wrote a fan script for a sequel for Buckaroo Banzai. I remember that, yeah. And it's it's one of those things that people want to see. And but MGM obviously is being kind of lame about it, but you know, it is what it is. It is so. what it is. All right, man, are we done? We are done. You sure? Well I know I've had a fun. Well, we've all had a fun. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, and Instagram. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Google Play. Please give us the time. Give us some ratings and stuff. It'd be nice. We give haven't us gotten any love. in a while. Give us a little love. Uh, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Thank you to all our patrons who do that. Um, you can give us a buck or two an episode and support our shenanigans. And if you like what we do, it really does help more than you think. Uh, another way to help would be audibletrial.com. Sorry. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, we get 15 bucks every time you start a new account. Yeah, get and, the new Catalyst book. And get a new book. Catalyst is out there. Um, we've talked about Brandon Sanderson books. We've talked about um, pretty much any older public book. I mean, there's countless things out there. Get a free book on us. Give us 15 bucks without giving us 15 bucks and love us in that way. That's a way to have a fun. That is a way to have a fun. <laughs> are, we, are we good? We're good. <laughs> all right, man. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Sniffle right at the end.